Hi, I'm Barry Eastman, songwriter, record producer, and you're listening to the LC and Jack Show. You are listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show, live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with your boy, LC, holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Well, it's great to have you again for another edition of the show. We uh, are always, always out there getting new guests to give us wisdom, information, knowledge, all that good stuff. And it's always a pleasure to to have a special guest, which we have tonight, which we'll get to in a second. Please make sure you hit us up on all the social media so we can let you know what's happening. Our prayers go out to all, all the police officers that have lost their lives over the past several weeks and to all the civilians that unfortunately passed away as well. Our prayers and go out to all the families. Hopefully, peace will prevail if God have his will. With that being said, we're going to kind of get to our guest this evening. A little positive spiel for the evening. Our guest this evening is uh, one of the most prolific R&B slash pop songwriters, producer in the music business today. He has over 60 gold, platinum, and multi-platinum albums with over 80 million in sales. Wow. You're talking about accomplishment. A lot of people out there that can't sell 50 records, one less. 80 million with a feat and growing. He has hit records with, now, listen up, Miss Aretha Franklin, Anita Baker, Britney Spears, The Voice, Miss Whitney Houston, Gladys Knight, just to name a few. And, and trust me, the list goes on and on. We are so lucky and fortunate and and happy to welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show, Mr. Barry Eastman. Hello, Barry. How are hey. you? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. Happy to be on the show. Just, just uh, really blessed. I'm so, so thrilled. Yes, yes. Thanks again. And 
really do appreciate your time because I know your schedule is beyond busy. So we'll jump right into it. How's that? Sure, sure, definitely. So, Barry, I know uh, when, when we first reached out to you, you said, hey, Larry, I'd love to come on, but I'm doing some good stuff at NYU. Can you tell the audience for those that may be interested? I know you do some stuff with NYU. Can you can you tell the audience a little bit of, about what you do? Yeah, uh, about five years ago, I got involved with a, a summer songwriting workshop over at NYU that they do at the Steinhardt uh, department and mm-hmm. uh, it's been really an amazing amazing thing I, I, you know I started out the first year not sure if I would enjoy it and I tell you it, it, we got it started and it's just a, it started out as a 10 day program and we get applicants from all over the world apply we take in the beginning we took uh, about 30, 30 students out of 100 applications and people would send in their you know, submit their songs for us to to listen to to decide who would be in the program, and and we picked the best we felt were the best thirty applicants, and we bring them together and we discuss songwriting, and we have them, we put them. It's like a boot camp for songwriting, and we immediately put them into collaborations of three, and we give them assignments, and every day they would go and write another song based on the assignment that we gave them and at the end of the 10 days we actually had a recording session where we recorded the best what we felt were the best 10 songs written in the period and they'd actually Mm -hmm. get to have a recording of their songs so it was really a phenomenal experience for me and I'm telling you the students that we got were so talented and they ranged from ages from 16 to, to 50 and wow, that's some yeah, range. It's really incredible. I mean, really incredible. Of all backgrounds, you have students that were from pop backgrounds, R&B, jazz, country. I mean, it was just amazing to see all these people come together, and just the music that they would write was just phenomenal, really phenomenal. Um, you know, we'd give them advice, they'd write it, and we'd, they'd come back to us, and we'd tell them, okay, well, we think the chorus could be stronger, or rewrite the verses, you know, you have a great chorus, but the verses don't really say anything, go back and rewrite the choruses or the verses, and and they would go back, and they'd bring it back to us again, and, you know, we'd make our critiques, and at the end of the day, they'd have this amazing song, and it was really, really impressive, and I got so much out of it that after doing it the first year, I couldn't wait to do it again, after the first summer session, I've been doing it, this is my, we just finished our fifth year. And now it's grown to like now we have like over fifty students now, uh, wow. and we we uh, now make it. It's like a two week program now. And instead of doing this the first year, we decided not to do the recording because there were so many groups. We decided to have a actual performance of them performing their own songs that they that they wrote, and that was a lot nice. of fun. They they really enjoyed that. They really enjoyed that. So it's it's been a blast. So I mean, I come out of that two-week session now i'm so energized i can't wait to get back into my my projects and i start working again because i've got i've got all this energy from hanging around you know these amazing these amazing amazing writers and they're just coming up with such stuff that's just really refreshing and it just it gives me hope man that the you know the future is going to be in 
some good hands, you know. It's really, uh, well, I'm really. Great, uh, that's great to really hear, happy. Barry, because yeah, because as cool. a really um, cool. yeah, no, that's great to hear because the sediment that I hear, you know, from a, a lot of the uh, listeners, uh, just friends, family, is that a lot of the music today, not all of it, they they really don't 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 care at all for it. Do you hear right. that sentiment somewhat? You know, I do. I do hear it a lot. I do. And it, it's one of the reasons we really decided that this course was really, this workshop was necessary. And and mm-hmm. when you get these students in a room and you tell them, and you know what, we focus mainly on like critiquing the old songs, the classics. We don't really, we listen to the new stuff and everybody's aware of what the hits are, what's out now, but we really go back and we take them to to the era of you know classic song songs, and and they're not just in in R and B. They they're rock. They're they're pop. They're classic jazz songs. I mean it's everything. And we really dissect these songs and let them know what made these songs so special. What made these songs classic? Why can you listen to these songs over and over again and get something new every time you hear that song? You know, and the feeling mm-hmm. that you get from it. And it's really something that to, to, to see these young students hear these songs for the first time, it's really, it's really incredible. It's really incredible. It's incredible. And this particular year, because uh, Prince had just passed um, right uh, at the beginning of our workshop, we really focused a lot on, on Prince's material. And I'm telling you, they wow. got such an appreciation of, of Prince. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, great. It was great. And it made all. me realize I mean, what... Um, I mean, I knew Prince was yeah, great, yeah. but uh, it just took my appreciation to a whole nother level. His his writing and his just the style of writing and and all the people that he wrote for, not just for himself, but all the other artists that he wrote for, it just showed how he was such a an incredible, incredible writer. Really, just one of the best. It, it's fun. Yeah, so it, because it, of that, now they added me on as a as a uh, adjunct professor. Uh, well, at NYU during the uh, school term as well, so I come in and I, I have private students, and so I've been teaching there. This is my second year teaching uh, at NYU as an adjunct, and this way I have like I get like four or five students a semester, and we do it one on one. I get to work with them on their own songs and hear what they're doing, and, and just try to help them become better better writers. So. It's really been fantastic for me. I, I re, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a blast, and uh, yeah, and well, it's we, such. Uh, I'm able to do it in my schedule where I can still focus on you know doing my projects and producing. But this is something that I really felt like you know it's important for me to do, and uh, and I think I'm becoming a better songwriter myself for it because I you know you learn from these students just as much as they learn from you. So it's it's really been yeah. incredible, really incredible. No doubt about it. I mean, you you just prove to everyone else is that you know you feed from 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 everywhere. You know, you listen. Right. And you're like, you know what? Wow! Right. This 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 and, sister, and this you know, this is what my talent. You, right. And and this, this is basically when I went to school. When I went to college, my major was music education. I really thought I was going to be a teacher. You know, at that time, I thought. I was going to uh, graduate and teach, you know, high school or, or uh, you know, uh, junior high school or something like that. And because my love of 
performing and writing was so strong, I just felt like I wasn't ready to go right into the teaching profession, and I decided I was going to mm-hmm. try to pursue, you know, making a living as a musician first and see where that would take me. And that's how it all, that's how my career really started. And, uh, you know, and, it, and it's funny, I think you had Melba Moore on the show recently. Yep. And she was the first gig I ever had, professional gig, that, you know, my last semester of school, I got a call to become her musical director. And I was wow. graduating, I was getting ready to graduate college, and I got this call, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I really want to do this. I really want to go on the road, but if I don't finish school, it'll break my parents' heart, you know, <laughs> to come <laughs> this far, you know, and grad and get like a semester left and to drop out of college. I can't I can't do that. So what I did was I I went and I spoke to I only had like nine credits to go or nine or twelve credits. I went and I spoke to my professors and asked them if I could do it, you know, while I was on the road. Like just give me the papers or the you know, the work that I needed to do because they all knew that, you know, my 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 life was about music. It really was. I mean it was obvious to them. And so I talked to my teachers, and they all said, yeah, you can do it. So like, I did all my papers on the road and, and was able to finish my last semester while going out um, and playing behind uh, Melba Morris, my musical director. So I, I graduated on time, and it was great. And, and yet I knew that now I'm, I'm in what I really want to do, which was making music and playing live on the road with, with Melba. It was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And uh, I just yeah, learned so much from, from working with her. She was she was she was incredible, really incredible. Yeah, and she's 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 out doing it, still doing it. So she's still doing music it. Sounds absolutely, great. absolutely, music sounds absolutely. Great. And what was it, cool man. about Melba was that musically, we were playing all styles because you know she was on Broadway uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. She'd been doing uh, Pearly, and yep. she won. You know she won a Tony for that. And so we'd play songs from the. Broadway show on the road. We'd play her her um, R&B hits. You stepped into my life and lean on lean on me and and every night was a different configuration. One night it was just a six piece band that we had on the road, but then the next night we'd be playing with the Boston Pops Orchestra in Boston, and I'd be conducting the orchestra. And here I am, like 21 years old, standing in front of this orchestra. Man, it was just what an amazing feeling, what an incredible feeling. And then the next day we'd be in Las Vegas playing, you know, at a, a six-piece horn section in Vegas and playing with them. So it was just a great learning experience for me. It was, it was really incredible, really incredible. That's great. So that, that, That's great. Kind of, yeah, it was, it was it was wonderful, really wonderful. Now, now we'll talk about some of your history. Well, I guess we'll get into it now since we're actually on it, and then we'll. I want to segue into a lot of your new stuff and. Sure. Uh, so I, I think I think what Melba led you into working with Freddie Jackson, correct? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. From playing with Melba, I actually started working in the studio. I think I got a song on one of her albums. I think it was called uh, "Read My Lips," which was produced. The album was produced by Keith Diamond. He asked me if I had any music for her. They were looking for more material for her album, and I. I'm very spontaneous. If you tell me you need a song, I, I go home that night <laughs> and I write something. You know, I'm not, 
I get excited just the prospect of actually being able to get a song on a record. I just say, okay, I'm I'm doing this. I, I got to do it. So I ran home that night. I came up with a a track. It was a ballad, and I played it the next day for uh, Keith. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he said, I'm going to use this. He wrote a lyric to it, and it became my first one of my first covers. It was called uh, To Those Who Wait that Melba recorded, and it's on that album. And that was kind of the beginning of my career as a as a songwriter. And from there, Melba, um, it actually was Paul Lawrence who was a producer in the uh, in the Hush family in those days. He produced Lilo yeah. Thomas and uh, a whole other uh, bunch of folks. And he brought me in to produce Freddie Jackson. Because I think initially he was supposed to do the whole record, but he was kind of busy doing his own project. So he said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he'd heard about me and he, he liked the stuff that I was doing. He said, hey, man, if you, you've got the time, you know, I want you to work with uh, this new artist I'm developing. His name is Freddie Jackson. And and so I went to hear Freddie sing at a showcase where he was singing backgrounds for Melba. But then he came out and did a Good Morning Heartache in the show. Yeah. And when I when I heard that song and I heard that voice, I said, "I've got to write for this guy." I've got. I was so inspired; it just blew me away. <laughs> Again, that night after the showcase, that's how I am. I came home and I wrote this song immediately after hearing him. I just like within like 45 minutes, I wrote this song, and I said, "I think I got something here. I think I got something here." And and a couple of days later, they they let Freddie come to my house to demo the song. And that song turned out to be You Are My Lady, which ended up being all time classic. One of his, one of his, yeah. one of his many all time classics. That's yeah, that song yeah, it was, it was Oh forever. man, yeah. And it was one of those things where it it just came. I just felt between inspiration of hearing his voice and so inspiring and then I just got married around that time so I wanted to write a song for my wife. So it was the combination of the two. I just wrote this song and I, I you know I didn't feel it was a hit until he put his voice on it when Freddie sang it because I'm not a singer mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I sang I'm like oh, I guess it's all right but when he put his voice on it all of a sudden I started getting the goosebumps and I started feeling like right wow Magic. this could be Magic really happened. this could be special and and then right. his management heard it and they just they flipped they said this, oh, this song is a classic this is it yeah, so. yeah 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 and how then many, we went on many... to write uh, I, I produced uh, I believe I produced six songs on that album, uh, oh, six or seven okay. songs for that album, and that was my first real, um, my hit, my first hit record. I mean, that really propelled my production songwriting career. Um, oh, I'm sure it did. I mean, one I'm for, sure that hit at least uh, double platinum, at least. Oh, double platinum, platinum exactly. Double platinum. That's yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that's that's yeah. the way to come out the box, man. I know it was. <laughs> it was kind of scary, you know, because I mean, to have your first single. To be a hit, yeah, you you just kind of was scared to think, well, could I do this again? But you know what? I just didn't think about it anymore. I just kind of said, okay, that's done, and just looked forward. You know, I never looked back. Just said, okay, you know, next. And and Freddie and I had such a great run that we got together again the next album. I think we had like, we probably had like seven number ones together between all the wow. records that we've done together. Yeah, yeah. It's just like we just had that... That, that synergy, you know, it's, sometimes yep. you get together with somebody and it's just you know it's right, 
and you know, I, I, his voice became my voice. And every time I wrote, wrote something, I thought about him. You know what I mean? It was just something that was mm-hmm. just inspiring. You know, and every right. song we did, "Have You Ever Loved Somebody," to "Nice and Slow," it just it just yep. felt right. You know, we we just knew we were on a roll. But we and we always had fun. The best part about it was every day in the studio was just a blast. We just had a great time. So that, that, that now, was, do you see? Cool. Do, you, do you have that fire with some of the? Artists today, is any fire like that with some of the artists today? I mean, is the process not that easy for every artist that you work with? It's not not every artist. I mean, I've been fortunate in that I'm I'm a chameleon in that I can change with every artist that I work with, and that I can mm-hmm. adjust to their styles. Like for example, when I work with say, uh, um, for example, Anita Baker, I was such an uh, Anita Baker fan. That I knew her song so well that I was able to become, I could go exactly where she wanted me to, to go in that direction of more of a jazzy, you know, right. uh, produced track rather than R&B. It became more of a jazz thing. And, and it was something that was just natural for me and instinctive. I think that was all my years of playing piano behind a lot of different people, you know, going on the road with Phyllis Hyman and Angie Bofield and Chaka Khan. I was able to just adjust to any artist that I work with, and 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 I was flexible. So when I got in the studio, it was the same exact thing. Being becoming a because I was a fan, I knew all her material. It made it easy. Right. So I'd start writing okay. something on the piano, and she'd immediately gravitate to it because it felt like her. And right. She, she loved. And you that. know how to cater your stuff to to the artist. I, I don't see that a lot of. I don't want to categorize them all, but. It seems like a lot of the artists today, not all of them, because there, there's, there's some really outstanding artists today. Right. It doesn't seem like the music is the way you just said it. It, it doesn't right. sit, It doesn't really suit them all the time. And, and right. It comes exactly. off that way. Exactly. Because a lot of times they're pushing the artist to cater to the producer sound, where I like to, to me, the, the artist is the star. It's not the producer. The artist is the star. Right. And I think it should be their their music. It should be their sound. And all I am is somebody just to help them get to their vision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I help them mm-hmm. get to where they want to be. It's not like I'm forcing my sound onto them. You know what I mean? So when somebody's established and has an established following, for example, like, like an Anita Baker or Whitney Houston, something like that, then you just, compl- you just compliment what they do. And you just help right. them, you know, give them the best sound to get best produced track that they can have and then help, you know, uh, bring out the best vocal for that particular song that you're working on. So it, 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 I, I'm definitely different than a lot of other producers where I don't use the same sound. It's not the same stamp on every every project that I work on. Yeah, I did, don't, we, do, we do notice that. And that's, that's what's so unique about your work and, and how you do it. Tell, tell, tell the audience your best memories of working with Whitney Houston. Any anything that you want to share with the audience that Whitney was amazing. Were, you know, that was actually a collaboration with uh my partner on that record was Gordon Chambers who uh mm-hmm. great lyricist, uh songwriter, great singer. He had a relationship with um Whitney on a previous project. I think it was the my Love Is Your Love album. I think he co-wrote a song with... Actually, the album with the duet with Bobby that she did. He co-wrote oh, that right. song on that record. Right. So he really knew Whitney well, and she started talking about doing a Christmas album 
And years before, we had written a song for Freddie Jackson's Christmas album called One Wish. And Gordon said, you know what, I think that song One Wish could be perfect for Whitney. He said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it for her and see what she thinks of it. Next thing I know, he's calling me up. She loves it. We're going to cut it on her. And I, I was thrilled because I was, I'm still a huge Whitney fan. I mean, just her voice is, was one of the greatest voices ever for me. I, I just yes. I love her voice, this greatest voice. And so when I heard that she was going to sing our song, I was just thrilled. So what I did was I got the track and everything ready. And then he went out to Atlanta and he recorded the vocal on her. She was living in Atlanta at the time. And he produced mm-hmm. the vocal on her and said, so I, I didn't, well, wasn't in the room at the same time, but I was on the phone listening and talking to her. And she was an amazing, amazing lady. And just to hear her sing our song was just a thrill of a lifetime. Just a thrill. What a talent. And, huh? uh, what a talent. you know, every Christmas I get, you know, it's my favorite Christmas album to put on. It's her One Wish album, and, and she just did a great job on her on her uh, vocal on that song. It's beautiful. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, she they don't call her the voice for, for nothing. I, That's I right. You, just That's right. The, the way she's able to hit those, you know. I absolutely. mean, you know better than me. I'm not a music person. Yeah, but, absolutely. But when I, the first thing I do when I listen to any music, I'm a, I'm a music person first, not the vocals. I don't know, some people right. listen to the vocals first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Yep. I listen right. to the music and then the vocals. Right. So if the music doesn't grab me, I, right. you know, the vocals really don't <laughs> get on me. You know? that's, so, that's so true. That's absolutely right. I, I'm the same way. I listen, I hear music first, and then I hear, I hear the voice, and then I hear lyrics. But it's always the music first. I have to. If that music doesn't grab me, then I don't hear anything else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I tell you. But for, for for those just tuning in, we have the producer. I won't call him the super producer because that's what he is, uh, Mr. Barry Eastman. And we also do have my partner in crime there, uh, Barry Cornbread or the Bread Man. Yes, sir. Show. Hey. How you doing there? I was just listening to what you were saying, and I, and I said I'm gonna wait till my turn, but I want to let you know, I want to let you know I made babies on that song that you wrote for Freddie. All right. <laughs> I I I hear that one a lot. I got, I somebody came up to me. I got three kids because of you. <laughs> oh man. But you know that you that's know that's when I know I'm, I'm doing my job, man. It's it's oh, just you about. Did. You did. It's just about getting that feeling, making that, communicating those you know, feelings of love, man. That's what it's about, you know. It and that, that song was right from the heart, man. That song came right from the heart. It was, yeah, it was yeah. just uh, something I was feeling. I just wanted to express it, and then to have the voice of Freddie to sing it, it was just, it was perfect. It, it was just amazing. Baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, incredible, incredible. You yeah, got us about a lot Freddie, of trouble We, we just Barry. got together We finished up an, another album It's just getting ready to come out soon too It's an amazing, amazing record I can't wait for you guys to hear Hear what we've just oh, really? finished working who, on uh, It's who amazing it Yep, yep We got together oh, okay. after like six years Wow And decided to go back in and, and, and make it feel like the beginning It feels like the first time we got together And I'm telling you, this album is a gem This album is so special I can't wait for people to hear Freddie now. It is just amazing. 
Amazing. I'm listen to it by oh, myself, and I ain't trying to get nobody no more babies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Yeah, I think it's gonna be uh, twins after this one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good to hear. That's, that's good to oh, hear, yeah. Gary. Oh yeah. Uh, good music is as as I I kind of pointed out in the early in the interview. Those just tuning in is, you know, the people list are, are waiting for. I mean, we have some out there, but to me, it's it's just not like it used to be. And right, I think that's exactly. why a lot of the uh, I don't want to say old school artists. I like to say some of the legendary artists. Yes, people are dying say, yeah. for them. Yeah, they're dying for them because Absolutely. they know that. You know, you're right. That's so true. That's so true. And right, the and Anita's, see, the uh, exactly uh, Sade. Exactly. Oh yes, they're dying yes. for them. That's right. That's right. Because you know People they're going to give you a great album. That's the thing. They're going to give you an album of great songs and great vocal performances. You know, and that's what, that's what I love. You know, and 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 for me in the studio as a producer, that that I'm just a big fan. I'm sitting here in the studio and I'm so I'm like a kid at candy store. I'm so excited to be sitting here with an artist that I really love, and you're getting them to 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 perform, and you're listening to them do these amazing things, and you just get to select what you think are the best performances to put in a song, you know what I mean? To encompass that vocal performance. And I'm telling you, it's sometimes it's so hard because a lot of the things they do are so great that you have to sit here and just kind of say, well, God, that last one was amazing, but this new one is, oh, this is great too. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just so much fun for me, though. It's so much fun to have sit here and, 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 and do that with these artists. And then just have a great time, too, because, you know, we always have a good time. I love for artists to come to my studio and just be totally comfortable. And, you know, no stress. We just take our time. And at the end of the day, when we listen to the pro- product back, we just are so proud of it because it's really, we know we got something special. And we know we got something that, that man, once it gets out there and, and radio gets a hold of it or and the fans get a hold of it, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. And that that's what's that's important to me. I don't know if a lot of people realize that you you were born here in uh, in New York, Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, Brooklyn, that's right. I'm born, that's right. Brooklyn. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. That's right. But my, my family, my mom and dad were from Barbados and mm-hmm. moved to, uh, to Brooklyn. And then I was born there in, uh, over there at Brookdale Hospital in Brooklyn, New York. Brookdale, yeah. Born and raised, man, and, and I, I'm telling you, I love Brooklyn. I, I miss it now. I haven't been back to Brooklyn in a while, but I miss it. But it's just, man, I got all my band experiences. I play with so many different bands in school and high school and stuff and band in, New York, in Brooklyn, New York. So I, I, I learned so much from there, man. It was just a great area to be in and just an amazing place, amazing place. I love it. Another blast from the past uh, before we move on to some of your, your current stuff. Um, Aretha Franklin, can you share your experience? Oh, with yeah. Her? She's another one. Just great. Just incredible. Now, she she made me nervous. <laughs> An artist like her is such a legend that you're thinking, you know, what can I tell Aretha? You know, what, what do I say to Aretha? Right. You know, it's just. But again, she respects. Someone who has the talent 
as well. So it's see, when you sit down at the piano and she can see that you can play and that you you know your stuff, she respects that. And she loves that. She loves being around that. And and getting in the studio with her was just incredible. She sat there. I played her the song that, again, I've co-written with Gord Chambers and played her the song. And she li- she listened. She loved it. And the thing I had heard about Aretha was that, you know, she only gives you one take. You know, she's, she's a singer that she likes to get in and out of the studio really quick. So she'll get on the mic. So you better get mm-hmm. what you want fast because she's out of there. She went on the mic, <laughs> she sang it down, and then she asked if we liked it. And she said, do you like it? Do you want me to try it again? I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to try it again. <laughs> we, we, like, okay. we were in shock. But she could tell, we could tell she really wanted us to be happy, so she gave right. us a bunch of takes. She was there for a while. She was there for a long time. And at the end, we were, we were thrilled. We were like, oh, my God, she stayed. <laughs> But it, wow. it, she's amazing, just just the best. I mean, Aretha was, oh my gosh, I, I, I there's no words to describe Aretha. She's legendary, one of the legendary greatest legendary artists for yeah, absolutely, you. absolutely. And you've been blessed absolutely. to work with some of the best artists. That's you know, that obviously was, there's a lot that you couldn't touch, but some of the best artists that touched the mic. Oh. I, I really, blessed. I truly have been blessed. Yeah, yeah. I call it yeah. A to Z of R and B. I mean, everybody. I mean, you go to Shaka Khan and then recording with Phil Hyman, and I really have been around some. I've, I've been spoiled. I, I know that I've been spoiled because once you're around them, it's like you don't want to work with anything less than the best. You know, you just know that every stu- every time you go in the studio, it's got to be an artist that's got to be amazing. It's got to be inspiring to me. You know. And it's got to have that. It's got to have that voice. It's got to be something about them that just makes me want to work hard, you know. And then when you get in the studio with these great voices like a Gladys Knight or a Phyllis Hyman, or you know, it, it, it's just it's just incredible. It's just incredible. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And so that that's what I really I really enjoy. And it, it makes me bring my game up, you know. Everything I do, every time I work on another track, I know it's got to be it's got to be great it has to be amazing to support these artists that I'm working for and that I'm playing you know I'm producing so it's really right. important to me yeah it's really important now you've 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 you know spoke to and work with so many different artists who out there which is I'm sure not that many you haven't worked with that you can be like you know what I'd just love to be able to work with them and just haven't had the opportunity for whatever reason I'm glad you asked me that question you know I would love to be in the studio with uh, Beyonce I think that Beyonce and I could do something that would be amazing I really believe that we could come up with something that would just be insane (laughs) Because I really love, I love what she does. I love her voice. She inspires me. Mm-hmm. I think I could take her in a little different direction that she hasn't done yet. And mm-hmm. I think that we would come up with something really, really special. Uh, oh. I, I think that that's something that definitely, I think people would take notice of what we did for sure. She's just one of the. I'm sure you she's could. one of the all time. Yeah, she's legend. She's a legend. She's definitely a legend. Well, you know, yeah, I got yeah, not too many artists like that now. 
not, not say again. Not too many. Not too many artists like no, that. No, you're right. That's it. There's not too many. Exactly. There's not too many like and that. And I, I think we were talking about this. Me and Brad, we were just talking about that. That for now, I mean, people always want to compare errors, which is like in sports. I, I use the analogy. It's very difficult to do that, but you could definitely look at it now the way, even. I mean, back in the day, even to now, you'll you'll see some of the legendaries perform, and then you watch somebody now—not Beyonce, but a lot of these other singers—and it's nothing to stage show. I'm like, wow, right. no reason for me to That's go see him. Exactly. You know exactly. What? I, I may just That's download right. one single, but that, that's it. Uh, I'm not that's going to it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Exactly. Exactly. See, back in the day, you couldn't get a record deal unless you you could perform live. You had right. to you had to really perform, and then they talked about okay, we're gonna make a record. Now it's, it seems like it's reverse. You're gonna make right, a record, yeah, then you learn how to perform live, and I I don't understand that. I just don't get it. I don't get it because every artist that I produced in the beginning, I went to see them perform first, just to see what they're about and what their essence is. Because I want to capture what they do live. I want to capture that in the studio. Every artist right. I've, I've done that with, and then when I hear them live, I'm like, okay, now I know what they can do. When we get in the studio. I know what I can do. I know I can do with them. I know where I can take it. And it's, but if you don't have that, if you don't have that live experience, then it's, to me it's just like it's not as exciting. It's, it, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because to have a great hit record and then you can't do it live, to me, is disappointing. Very mm. disappointing. You know, when I go see somebody and I hear a record that I love, and then I hear them sing it live and they're not doing it, they're not capturing it, then I'm, not, I'm no longer interested in that artist. Because to me, right. in my eyes, they're not a true, they're not a true artist. They're somebody, they're a creation of a of a, a producer. You know what I mean? A, a, a great mm-hmm. producer or a great songwriter, but they're not the artist. That I, I want to hear an artist take a song that I wrote and produced, take it to the next level live. So when I go see them, mm-hmm. you're just blown away. You know, I mean, artists like that's what artists like Anita do, and artists like Luther back in the day always did it. When you heard Luther on on record. You knew that when you went to see Luther live, it was going to be another level. Yep. You just knew that Luther was going to blow you away. And that's what made the concert so exciting and so great, is that, oh, my God, I know how this record is live. I play this record every night, but now live, oh, man, I, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And that's what I look for in an artist. I want an artist that's just going to excite me when I see them live, that I know that, okay, we can create something really special, really great. Yeah, but how many... And I hate to be a downer. How many artists can actually do that these days? It seems like it's very few. You know, the, they're they're out there. You just gotta look. They're out there. They're, they're, okay. I mean, you know, you Give got me some the, hope you, know, you got the Layla Hathaways. You got the Lettuces. You got you've got artists out there that can do it. They're they're, they're still out there. It's just they're not getting a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm happy right. that Le- uh, Layla's getting the attention now with this cover of a. Uh, Anita's song Angel Because I think yes. That's amazing That's amazing And I'll tell you a quick story uh, I was playing on the road live with Anita uh, Back in 2008 2007-2008 When she put out uh, her last album And we did a couple of dates And we did a concert in Hollywood Bowl In uh, LA And Layla came to the show And Anita brought Layla out on stage When we did Angel and she sang the first two verses of Angel, and she brought the house down. Layla tore it up. 
And wow. Anita didn't want to sing. <laughs> Anita just looked at her like, girl, you better finish the song. <laughs> she didn't want to sing. And I knew from that performance that I said, I said one day that Layla is going to cover this song. I could feel it. I could feel it because she made it. She made it her own. She just took that song and she did her thing with it. But, you know, still being true to what Anita did, but she just put her own stamp on it. And, and, and Layla just turned it out. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So so put Layla on my list as well as another artist that uh, I've got to be in the studio yeah. with. I've got to work with. Yeah. So Nice. She's nice. incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you us uh, about uh, Kashif and your relationship with him. Kashif, I met again. That was around the time of uh, the Melbourne Moore days. Um, I met him in the studio when he was working on, I think he was working on the very first Evelyn King. Um, I'm in. Uh, was it I'm in love? I'm in love. I think that yes. was his first hit. Right. Right. Yep. I met him right around that time. He also was produced Howard Johnson so fine and then George Benson and he was just he was the reason I decided to become a producer actually I went really I'll never forget I was on the road doing stuff you know playing with artists and I was kind of getting tired of being on the road and I said there's got to be what's the next thing what's the next thing what 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 am I supposed to do next I didn't I wasn't sure and I went to I got invited to a birthday party at Kashif's house I didn't know Kashif But I got to his house He had this beautiful, beautiful place Right on, in Brooklyn, Eastern Parkway I'll never forget it And I hmm, went into this apartment and, and, Yep, Eastern Parkway Right near the uh, Brooklyn Museum hmm. Yeah And no, well. And I said And I said What does this guy do for a living? Because you saw the apartment It was serious I'm like, wow, what, what does he do? What does he do? And somebody said, you know, he's a he's a songwriter-producer. As a matter of fact, every song that's been played at this party was a song that Kashif wrote and produced. And I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, it was, you know, started with Evelyn, then it went to So Fine was just coming out. Right, right. Howard Johnson's record was just coming out. So he was kind of giving everybody like a little preview of it. And then that, we all knew that song was going to be a smash. Because from the first downbeat of the So Fine with the acapella vocal, we knew that song was going to be a smash. And I said, that's the next thing. I, that's what I want to do. I want to write and produce. I don't want to go on the road anymore. I want to sit home. I want to write songs. I want to produce artists. And that was the inspiration for me, the impetus for me to, to start doing that. And then that's when I... Uh, I met Paul Lawrence, who introduced me to Freddie Jackson, and then that's how it all came together. Yeah, that's how it all started. Wow. But yeah, but it was it was it was all uh, it was Kashif because he was the first one out of all of us in Brooklyn to really start doing it. And and I remember playing piano on a song he produced for what artist? You know, he produced uh, Kenny G, his very first album, Hi, How You Doing. He produced that. I played piano on that for him. And there was another record that he produced that I played piano on. I'm trying to remember the artist. Maybe it was Glenn Jones. I think he worked on Glenn Jones. Or he executive produced a Glenn Jones album. Uh, Show Me was the name of the song. And he executive mm-hmm. produced that album, and I played piano on that. And that's when I really fell in love with being in the studio and, and just wanting to be around, you know, artists and, and writing songs. That, that was really it. 
Wow, that's some story. Because yeah, she was amazing, amazing, still is, incredible songwriter, producer, just just great, fantastic. He's still doing it. You always. You... He was Go one ahead. to always bring in the new guys. You know, he always looked for the new talent and the young guys and young producers and give them a shot. So that was that was really, really special, really really important. So. How how um so. And, and and man, I, I, we could go forever for you talking about a lot of your stuff. But <laughs> let's let's segue because you got obviously a tremendous amount of work you've done. But uh, you have new stuff, so why don't you tell the audience what you have and and uh, the artists? Yeah, and, there's a couple so we can get things. Out and um, one thing is okay. First, as I told you, Freddie's record. I'm just finishing. We're mixing that uh, as we speak. I did a big okay. string date on that record last week. It was amazing. And uh, we've got uh, that coming out. Hopefully, it'll come out before the end of the year. Uh, I got a top five record, believe it or not, in London, UK right now. With uh, Billy Ocean came back with an album of standards, which was amazing. And it's combined with his greatest hits. And they just Billy put Ocean? that out. And you, the UK, wow. he sounds amazing. At 65 years old, he sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got we came you in reach out to that brother, right? Yeah, reach out to him. We got to get him on the show. Oh yeah, oh he's great. He's great. He came into New York. He spent like three months here uh, last year, and then he was here two months a year before that. And we we worked on this record. It was a dream of his just to do songs that inspired him uh, when he was a young singer. He's just starting out, and so we did songs like. Uh, Sam Cooks, you send me uh, uh, a change is going to come. We did some Brooke Benton songs. We did some Bob mm. Molly songs. We it's just an incredible collection of, of, of classic songs. But yet I changed all the arrangements and made them fit uh, Billy Ocean style. And uh, it's it's an amazing record, amazing record. And so it came out on Sony in the UK um, about a month ago. And it did great. Okay. I mean, it, we're really excited about it. And they decided to combine it with his greatest hits. So it's the 30th anniversary of our song, When the Going Gets Tough. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of the impetus for the whole tour for him this year. And, and it's doing great. It's doing great. I was so happy to see him come in on the charts behind Drake and uh, Beyonce. Um, at 65 years old, <laughs> it was it oh, was yeah, incredible. Not it's incredible, yeah. and it, it it shows me the power of great music. You know, when you get great music and a great voice, you can you can win. You know, you can still win. It's possible. So it's, that that's what drives me in this business. It drives me all the time. Is that, you know, if I hear a great song and you combine it with a great voice, I I believe, and I will always believe that you can have a big record. You can always have a big record. So it's like I'm, I'm, which, I'm, I'm never going to be a guy that's going to be uh, the flavor of the week, you know, that kind of right. sound of the month. Right. Kind of, I can't, I can't make a record. I don't think I would still be in the business if I, if that's how I operated. You know, I think I'd probably have had a big record. Don't. Yeah, I would have had a big record Glad years ago, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, your music, your music stands the test of time, and uh, it goes to the artists too that work that you work with. I mean, their music, all these artists. You know, shocker. And you know what, what, what tells me I must be doing something right is that they keep coming back. That's what really right. 
says to me that, okay, you're on the right track here because a lot of times you'll work with, I hear producers work with an artist and it's only once because either they didn't get along, they didn't gel, it just didn't work out, something happened. And and to me, it's it, I, I find it a blessing that they always call me back and say, Barry, we're starting the next record. Are you available? Can you do it? I'm like, wow, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, we just, we just have fun. For me, it's all about having a good time having a great time and making great music because I believe that the vibes that you put in the record come out. People feel that. You know, when you have a great time making a record, it's just the energy just comes out of the speakers. You know, when you hear it on the radio, you just feel it. And that's really important to me. That's so important to me. So no, no negative vibes in my studio. It's always about positive vibes and having a great time. Now, the, you have, uh, those two artists coming out right. with new stuff. That's Anything right. else that you want the listeners to? Um, there's a brand new artist I can't notice. mention yet, but brand new artist. Okay. Really young artist. It's amazing. But we're working on on his project now, and that'll be out. I'm hoping that'll be out 2017. So next time we we speak, I can I can talk more about it. But I'm really excited okay. about about him. He's really really talented. Um, who else? Uh, you know, I'm I score movies. I'm doing so many different things now. It's 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 all about music for me. And how do you like doing the movies? Particular medium. So I I do everything. I'm scoring movies. I I do records. And <laughs> how do you like doing movies in comparison to doing? Um, my favorite is records. doing records. I will always. That's my first love. Is producing. Um, movies you don't have as much control because it's really you have to satisfy the director. And right. so, you know, you may feel one way about a particular uh, scene and think it should be done this way musically, but then if the director doesn't feel that, you, you just have to you have to serve his needs. You have to make sure that he's happy. So, so you always have to change your vision to to make sure that the the director is is happy. And you know, it all depends on the director that you work with. Some directors are very musical and make it easy, and they they really respect your 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 musicality. So when you come into mm-hmm. a situation, they just love what you come up with. They just love it. And then there's others that aren't quite as musical, so that it's a little bit harder for them to get into it. So, you know, I, I, I don't like those situations as much, but I, I've done them. I've done them. And, uh, you know, but I go back to working with guys like Gary, Gary F. Gary Gray, who I did uh, set it off with, who was just an amazing, yeah. to me, he's one of the best directors and that song was something that was just a pleasure to work with for him and put it together I think uh, it was Missing You featuring Brandy, Tamia Gladys and Chaka and that kind of Mm -hmm. song was a pleasure, I mean it was just such an honor to put it together and he just said Barry, whatever you feel, I'm loving where it's going, you got it, you know what I mean that's the kind of director I love working with I love that, that, that's a pleasure and uh, you know, I've done it again. I did it uh, more recently with um, Tyler Perry. We did the movie uh, Family uh, was it uh, Family Reunion? I think the movie's called. And we we did the song Family Reunion in the movie, and that mm-hmm. that came out great too. But he's a, he's such a great director. He knows exactly what he wants and what he's looking for. So it makes it easy. So yeah, right. I, w- I wish every director was like the like those guys. You know. <laughs> Yeah, right. Really? Next, next life. <laughs> I got two but quick in general, ones. I would definitely always want to do you. records over over films. 
I got you. I got two quick ones, and I'm going to let Breadman get back at you because I know you have to run. But sure. um, a couple quick ones, and then uh, I'll move to Bread, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap it here. Uh, so what's, what can you say about Clive Davis? I know if you've worked with him in the past. Oh, yeah. Clive is, you know, Clive is one of those great record men that, you know, I wish we had more of today. Um Clive really was somebody who I learned a lot from because he's a real song song man. You know, he comes in, it's all about the hook. It's got to be a great hook or else, you know, he he doesn't want to hear it. And I remember a couple of times going in to play, I remember going into to Clive's office a few times and playing him a song. And I, I remember sitting there and his, his left speaker was, the tweeter was blown. So there was no high end coming out of the left side in his office. I'm... And I said, should I tell him that his speaker is blown? And, and then I said, I got, I got to tell him because it's, it's like he's not really hearing the song properly. And I said, you know, Clive, your love tweeter is blown on the speaker. Yeah, 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 I know, but I can still tell. I can still tell it. And this song, this song is great, Barry. I love this song. <laughs> he was so funny. Like, okay. But, you know, he would really analyze a song and he would really listen to it. And he'd play a song like 10 times in the office when you sat with him. If he really loved the song, he'd play it over and over and over and over again. And that's when I knew somebody was really listening and analyzing a song. And, and I think I picked that up from him because when I hear new songs, that's what I do. I, I analyze. You know, I listen once as, as a consumer, and then after that my, my, my ears go into hyperdrive, and I really, I really listen to a song <laughs> and analyze the lyric. I analyze the music. How could I make this better? What can we do to make it stronger? And that's what I've learned from Clive Davis. He he really taught me that because working with him on the various uh, whole bunch of projects, he really would make me work hard. You know, especially when it came to mixing, make sure the voice stands out. You know, Barry, what you do in the track is nice, but remember you're selling the artist. Put that artist up front. Make sure it's nice and clear and strong. You can hear every lyric, you can hear every melody, and and I learned that from Clive. So he, he great nice. great producer, great great record man. Clive Davis, I uh, would love to get at him. We'll see. Hopefully, one of these days yeah. we'll be able to get oh, him yeah. for a little bit. Oh yeah, you should definitely He's... yeah get him on the show. Great, great guy, great guy. Yeah, great. And then the last one I guess I have is for all those those youngsters or uh, maybe uh, mature, I'll say, uh, aspiring producers. Well, what's well? First off, give give the give give those people to have an idea a day in the life of what a day uh, encompasses. Uh, with uh, Barry Eastman when he wakes up and really he goes down Wait, and so then thinking about music. <laughs> what am I doing today? What am I working on? What you know? Do I have to write something? Am I in the process of writing songs or am I in the process of of uh, recording the songs? Am I mixing? I'm always thinking about what I have to do for that day. Um, generally, if it's in the process of recording. Then I, when I come downstairs, even before I have breakfast, I go and I listen to my last rough cut of the songs that I'm working on. And when I hear it, so, when I hear it in the morning fresh, I know exactly what I have to do. Oh, you know what? I have to fix that vocal part. We have to punch that section. Um, I like the bridge, but I think I have to add another overdub to it to bring the bridge out some more. You know, I really go through a, you know analysis of the song. And then later on that afternoon, I'm back in the studio. I'm I'm working on it. I'm fixing it. I'm doing everything I need to do. And by the end of the day, that work should be done. I'm thinking about 
the next day, whether it's recording or whether if writing. If I'm writing for a project. Are you there? Yeah, Hello? I'm here. Oh, okay, no, we're sorry. definitely here. Okay. Yeah, we didn't want to and interrupt the next you because I know you were rolling. Uh, whether I'm writing for a project. <laughs> I'll go right into writing mode and start thinking about writing songs for the artist. So it's always something different, but again, it's it's something that I wake up in the morning thinking about what I want to do. So it, that, that's now, what my day is like. Now, is most of these artists, are you live with them, or are they record they uh, they'll record the track elsewhere and, and send it to you? No, I'm always with the artist. I'm always together oh, okay. with the artist. Always. That's good. Yeah, I, I like being the, in the room. A lot of the artists these days, sometimes the producer gets the vocals, and and they work with it. So I'm I'm glad you. Do yeah, that. no, I'm not I'm not that kind of producer. I you know people say I maybe I might be old school, but I have to have my hands on. I want to sit in the room with the artist so we can change melodies, we can change lyrics. I like to do all of that together with the artist, rather than just get get the vocals sent to me. You know, because I, I personally don't think a, a, an artist, there are very few artists that can produce themselves, first of all. I think an mm-hmm. artist always needs somebody who's going to be objective and let them know exactly, right. you know, when, they, when they're hitting it right or when they're not on it. You know what I mean? I think you have to have somebody, you know, very few people are Prince or Stevie Wonder that can do it themselves. Everybody else needs, you know, needs help. And right. And, and, and I love being that person to be, you know, throw ideas off, bounce ideas off of. And, and in the same way, it's a, it's a two-way street because I'll sing them ideas. I'll, ch- I'll tell them different lyric ideas I'll, I'll have. Let's try this line. Let's change this line. And, and it really works. At the end of the day, it really makes a difference. When they hear, I love when a vocalist comes in the, into the studio, into the control room after they've been working and singing the song for three hours or four hours in the booth and they come in and they hear it, they can't believe, you know, where we've taken the song, you know. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's always miles above where it started out to be, you know, where it started out. And I really believe that you can only do that when you work together with somebody, you know. So that's, that's really important to me. So that, that, that's really important. And so I'm, right, I'm, a, what do you I'm got? a hands-on producer from top to bottom. I mean, every part of the track... I'm in it, you know, whether it's just a bass overdub to a, a, a guitar overdub, I'm involved, you know, I'm, I'm right there, and I, and I make sure every part works together, and then at the end of the day, I know exactly what is in that track and what should be there, so it's, it's important for me. Oh, yeah, we know, your work, stands, your work stands, stands by itself. You Thank know, you, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and so... I tell you, man. But I'm inspired uh, by these young kids. I mean, I've seen a lot of young producers coming up, and I'm I'm inspired. There's some great stuff. I I always tell young producers though to to listen. Don't listen just to the style of music that you like the most. Listen to everything. You know what I mean? If right. if you like if you like hip hop, that's great. But then listen to R and B. Listen to jazz. Listen listen to rock. Listen to everything. Listen to pop music. I I get something from everything I listen to. I'm inspired by every type of music I listen to. I hear something. I could hear something in a country record. I could say, man, that kind of be, would be kind of cool if I turn that upside down and put in a jazz record. That might be kind of hip. You know what I mean? So you just, you never right. know where you're going to get inspired, inspiration from. So it's really no, important agree. to listen to all types of music. And, and just, I agree. 
it, it's it's it makes a difference really for me and then it makes it easier for me to get together with any type of artist and be able to fit right into what they do because I feel I'm, I can speak the language you know I'm, I'm versatile in in that genre that they want to go in you know whether it's Britney Spears doing a pop song I'm you know that's easy because I I, I mm-hmm. love pop music so I can go right there so I, I, that's really important so I always tell young producers listen to everything don't just listen to one style of music because you're kind of limiting yourself if you just stay in, in one genre so it's really it's really important but I'm, I'm really encouraged by the young producers that I'm seeing today there's some talented folks coming along so it's really it's really great well it's great to hear and before before we let you go the bread man hey bread you got anything for Barry before we uh, let him roll oh yes uh, uh, we've been on uh, since 2009 and let me tell you my brother you're the top three of interviews I just want to oh, give wow. you from the top thank you man I appreciate it oh thank you course. Because you you inspired our listeners and Elsie and myself. Just you know, your track record speaks for itself. But just to hear uh, you explain it to us is just unbelievable. And uh, I just want to apologize for coming in late. You know, I was I was doing my thing, but I had to make sure I got in the studio. Because Elsie had told me, and I and I looked at your bio, and I'm like, oh, I can't miss this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and made it, you know, in time to hear your inspiring story. And uh, and I Thank didn't you. guess where you was at. You in L.A.? No, I, I live in New York. I'm in I'm in Westchester now. Oh, I'm oh, from Yeah, yeah. I'm still in New York. Yep, okay. yep. But I do I do a lot of work in L.A. too. I'm I'm back and forth to L.A. a lot, doing okay. work there. But this is home. New York is home. No problem. Well. Since you're home, you know, I'm not going to try to drag you out to California because I'm going out there next month. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is it. I just want you, when you have time, just uh, check out one of my artists on YouTube and just tell me what you think. Her name is Corey Smith. Her name is Corey Smith. Corey Smith. We'll we'll send him the information, Brett. We'll send him the information. We'll, We'll get it to you, Barry. And yeah, uh, if you can give us give us back some feedback, obviously to the breadman, be uh, much appreciated. It. And if there is there a what's the best way for listeners to? And I know you can't field everything because of your schedule. How right. can they uh, either reach out to you or try to get feedback? Oh, my, on uh, my website. They can get to me and uh, reach me at Barry at BarrySmith dot com. Okay. They can, they okay. Can hit me up there. Yep. That's the best way. Well, Barry, it's been a pleasure. I wish we could do this for another two hours, but I know your <laughs> schedule is not conducive to that because we could, man, there's so many questions that we have that we love to ask you. But what we will definitely do is I know, um, I guess um, I'm hoping that you'll be part of the uh, promotion with, um, uh, oh, man, uh, with uh, Freddie. We'll oh, absolutely, to, uh, absolutely, yeah, get, yeah, get, definitely. Get Freddie to, uh, we can get you back on to talk about that, and maybe we can even get Freddie to, to join in to talk a little bit about Absolutely, oh, I know project. you'd love it, um, yeah, that'd be fantastic, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, so what that'd we'll do great. is, uh, once that's once that's ready, uh, uh, let us know. We will. love to, uh, the audience, forget it, uh, we, we couldn't even feel calls tonight or do that, because we wouldn't be able to take them all, it'd just be jammed right. up. With right, quick calls, right. but 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 to get the information out to the masses, they would go yeah. nuts for him. So, and I'm glad That's that he's great. still doing it. 
Oh, he's doing it. Yeah. He sounds great. He sounds great. He sounds so great. And and I, if I can, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, yeah, go ahead. The amazing. I I, I just say we we just lost an incredible uh, voice, uh, DJ Mr. Von Hopper. I just want to oh. say you know he was such a special uh, guy in my life. He was somebody that always. Played, played all my music and had me on. He would call me to come in and sit and do interviews on a show. And I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on for like 20 minutes, half an hour, and I end up being there all night. <laughs> just amazing man. So he he truly will be missed. Just a, just yeah. an awesome, yeah, awesome. awesome I, I grew guy. up on Rock Von Oliver. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely the best. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned uh-huh. that, Barry. Definitely, we'll be lost. Sure. And you know, uh, like I said, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll be reaching out to you. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully here in the next couple of months or so. And our projects get ready to lift off, and uh, love Definitely. to have you back you on. Got it. Talk, talk, talk. You, you and Freddie talk about the project and absolutely get That'd you to play the, the music. You know, the single, yeah. whatever you guys have coming out first. Uh, even though Excellent. we usually don't we do talk, but. You guys will make the exception and put out put out some music. Yes, Thank sir. you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That'd be great. Looking forward to All it. All right. So, yep, we'll be talking with you soon. Well, Brett, another great great show with Barry Eastman. I will tell you what a what an interview. So, all y'all out there, inspiring producers, even you know singers, get on your game. He, he dropped a tremendous amount of knowledge. For you Now it's up to you To go and make it happen It's not going to be easy overnight You can definitely make it happen Yep so uh, With that said We thank you for tuning in to the show And uh, catch us next week For another edition Another edition for the LC and Jack radio show Till next week stay safe Stay sound God bless Peace